Please a deep clean Cause it's a pigsty I'm bleaching the grout I'm telling you why The family are coming to town The family are coming to town The family are coming to town Tell her she can't pout And him he can't cry Buy some nice gin I'm telling you why the family are coming to town The family are coming to town The family are coming to town Hi there, my name's James and thank you so much for checking out my podcast Dad Mind Matters, helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds In this podcast I'm going to give you my tips on how to significantly reduce the chance of you falling out with your family or your relatives on Christmas Day. Christmas Day can be a wonderful, joyous family day. It can also be a very solid reminder why you only ever see some of your family once a year. That said, there are lots of people out there who would give their right arm to have a family to spend Christmas Day with, and even though it can be a bit of a challenge, especially if you find yourself back into the family dynamic you had as a child, it's something not to be taken for granted. I'm a happily married father of three. We live on the south coast of England near Brighton. And I'm doing this podcast as a way to hopefully support men, specifically dads and specifically dads who struggle their mental health like I do. Tip number one, make the effort to get in the mood. For example, as you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm sporting a fairly disgusting Christmas jumper. If you're hosting Christmas, then it's kind of on you to set the tone. If you're being a bit bar humbug and a bit grumpy and refusing to wear the Christmas cracker hat and refusing to do the charades and refusing to join the games and refusing to wear a jumper, then that kind of sets the tone. It also gives people who are on the fence about whether or not they're going to make the effort a very good excuse not to. And you might find if you totally throw yourself into it, you actually enjoy it more. If you feel self-conscious about wearing a jumper, wear a silly hat. If you feel self-conscious about wearing a silly hat and a silly jumper, wear a Christmas brooch. It's also something that if you're a guest, the host will really appreciate if you turn up with all the joys of Christmas, looking like Mr. or Mrs. Christmas in your horrendous Christmas jumper. That will really help the host. And bear in mind, if someone's hosting Christmas, they might have been up really early in the mornings fretting about defrosting turkeys and worrying about having enough seats. Tip number two, in regards to maybe certain members of the family, maybe that grumpy aunt or that grumpy uncle who you might have had to invite more out of duty than actual genuine want to have them there, it's important to plan where they're going to be throughout the day. If you've got an aunt who has a habit of getting drunk and bringing up really inappropriate arguments from the past, or that uncle uncle that gets drunk and asks your adult children why they're not married yet, I would create a seating plan so that you position them next to the people they're least likely to offend. A really good trick is if you're a host and therefore the person who may be jumping up and down every five seconds to serve food or get drinks or open a bottle of wine, maybe sit them next to you. That way, if they've only got one person next to them, that's at least 50% reduced chance of offending someone. Tip number three. In regards to people getting offended, I always think it's quite good, maybe before a few of the more problematic members of the family arrive, maybe have a discussion over a glass of champagne about how you might potentially have to handle difficult situations. If there's a bit of a feeling of an inner circle, then when these difficult situations arise or inappropriate comments are mentioned, there's kind of an in-joke and it might feel less of a problem. Tip number four, if you do have problematic members of the family who tend to get drunk and then say inappropriate or hurtful things, maybe monitor what they drink. There's always that distant relative who takes ages 
just to finish their meal. Quite simply, if you reduce the number of times you offer them a drink, you might be doing them a favor. It's also a good idea if you find Christmas Day a bit emotional for whatever reason to limit what you drink as well. There's always a massive temptation at Christmas to start drinking things you don't normally drink. So for example, if you're used to drinking beer or wine, maybe stick to that. If people are suddenly offering you champagne or gin and tonics or any other spirits and that's not really your drink, maybe choose not to have that. Or another really good way of monitoring what you drink is maybe every other drink, have a glass of water. You'll significantly reduce the amount of alcohol in your system and you'll probably have a much better day. Tip number five, if there's a member of the family who's really getting on your nerves, why don't you go outside and get some fresh air? Maybe offer to go outside and kick a ball around with some of the children of the family or just literally go out for a five minute walk. You might find that getting some fresh air and some perspective might really help. And suddenly that comment that some vinegary aunt said about you won't seem quite such a problem. Tip number six, structure the day. Christmas day can be a very stressful day, certainly for the person who's in charge of cooking the meal. If you have relatives who happen to be quite laissez-faire with their timekeeping, that just puts added pressure onto the person in charge. Without wanting it to be too much like a school timetable, if you have members of the family who are always late and never seem bothered about it, then maybe send them out a timetable of what time things are going to happen during the day. Give them plenty of notice so any member of the family who are particularly relaxed about turning up on time and then heaping pressure on you and potentially making your day a bit stressful have been given plenty of notice in advance. Certainly if there are young children attending who may have been up since 5 o'clock in the morning or 6 o'clock and, and parents as well who might have been up looking after those children, if you say you're going to eat at midday then it's important and fair to the people who respect that to serve at midday if that uncle who is always late turns up half an hour after you told him you're going to be serving up well that's up to him if he's a bit embarrassed well that's on him and maybe he'll learn sometimes you need to slightly train people there's no point being continually resentful about a member of the family who continues to do something that upsets you or offends you if you never actually grab a nettle and broach the subject Sometimes you need to be cruel to be kind and you never know this Christmas if he turns up late and you're all sat down having a nice time and eating your meal he might suddenly tweak that actually the world doesn't revolve around him and actually your relationship in the future might be much better and you might mean that future Christmases from now on he actually turns up on time. The good thing about structuring Christmas Day is it means that it's not putting too much pressure on one element of that day to make the whole day seem a success. For example, maybe tell your guests that you're going to be serving glass of champagne or Bucks Fizz or canapes at 11 o'clock and you're going to be serving at midday sharp because there are small children who if they don't eat are going to be a bit of a nightmare and that in turn will just make their parents day really stressful. In our family we always used to watch the Queen's speech at 3 o'clock but sitting down to watch the King's speech is something that I know we will do this year as well. The good thing about this is it gives a bit of an end point. It means if for whatever reason the Christmas lunch is turning out to be really stressful, then at least you think, well, actually, we've only got to get to three o'clock and then we can all stand up, move into a different room, watch the Queen's speech. And then maybe after the Queen's speech, suggest a couple of options of things you can do. Maybe suggest a walk outside for anyone who fancies getting some fresh air or organise some indoor games. In regards to suggesting games, make it really clear that it's not compulsory. There'll be lots of people who may really not want to play indoor games like charades. You ultimately want your guests to leave Christmas Day thinking, I had a really nice time, it was lovely to meet up with everyone, I had a lovely meal, and I've really enjoyed my Christmas. If your wife's been bullied into doing charades, then unfortunately that's something you're going to probably have to pay for on the way home. And the final tip, kind of agree an end point for the day. If, for example, you send your guests a kind of itinerary with a start point and an end point so they know that when the day kind of finishes, 
it means that the host, who might have been hanging on by their fingernails since six in the morning, knows there is a time when they're slightly off duty. Maybe suggest that the end point is serving a cup of tea and a piece of Christmas cake, after which it'd be nice if we could all say our goodbyes, and the people who have children, who might be pretty exhausted, can take on the job of getting their kids ready for bed and then putting their feet up as well. In regards to difficult members of the family or people that you don't get on with, Christmas Day is really important for lots of people for lots of reasons. It might be very poignant because you might have lost someone. It might be very poignant because your lifestyle situation has changed. What you really don't want is an unresolved argument that you've got with a sibling or a parent or an aunt and uncle to ruin the day for everyone. That is so much easier said than done. But if before Christmas, you know you're going to be in a room with someone that rubs you up the wrong way, someone that is more than likely to say something that's going to trigger or upset you, then maybe contact them before. Maybe see if you can clear the air before. That person might be completely unaware that the thing they say every year they think is hysterically funny is actually really hurtful and is actually one of the reasons you don't enjoy Christmas. If you have the conversation beforehand, you might find that actually you have a much better Christmas and you don't worry about it in advance. As I said, with this podcast, I'm on a bit of a mission to try and build a community that supports men, specifically dads, and specifically dads who struggle with mental health. If you'd like to help me to do that please give me a follow or if you're watching this on my youtube channel please subscribe i hope wherever you are in the world you have a fantastic christmas and i hope that aunt or uncle behave themselves take care cover up stains with a new throw don't bring up vaccines whatever you do they can't find out that we are voting greens They'll say you look tired and you need a shave I'm 43 but still get asked to behave My family are coming to town My family are coming to town My family are coming to town So buy some posh soap from Moulton and Brown Don't discuss pensions or the Queen and the Crown Family, you're coming to town. Family, you're coming to town. Family are coming to town. Merry Christmas, everybody. You spend your day off taking rubbish to the tip Your wife comes home and says you missed a bit But don't worry Cause you're the daddy Dad Mind Matters Helping men safely navigate family life Without losing their minds Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday My book First Time Dad A 42 week guide to pregnancy Is available in Kindle and paperback form on Amazon and an audiobook form on Audible. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website www.dadmindmatters.com.